Welcome, everyone. This is Robin Byrne, your host of Busy to Bliss Self-Care Strategies to Create a Peaceful Mind. I have on the call with me today Andrea Beeman. Andrea is a chef, author, and television host. She's dedicated to alternatives, healing, and green sustainable living. She was featured as a contestant on Bravo's hit reality TV show, Top Chef. She's regularly featured on the food and health expert on CBS News. She's the author of The Whole Truth, How I Naturally Reclaimed My Health, and You Can Too, and The Eating Recipe Guide. She makes learning about health, food, and positive lifestyle activities a joyful experience for everyone. Welcome, Andrea. How are you today? I can't complain. My life is good. I woke up. Uh, I'm alive. I have two feet. You know, everything is working well. It's it's all good. It's a good way to start the day, right? Yes, yes. As long as my eyes open up and, and here I am on the planet again, I think, okay, this is a good day. It's going to be a good day. Whatever goes on today, it's going to be okay. I love that attitude of gratitude. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't think I could survive without it, to be honest with you. Because we're constantly bombarded with a barrage of negativity, you know, in the news and in the media and all that stuff. So if, if I don't retain my happy little piece of sunshine, then you know, when, I, when I go out mm-hmm. into the world, it, it can be a little cloudy. Absolutely. Well, you live in such a busy place. You live in New York City. So how do you stay healthy and balanced in that environment? Well, you know, it's... Um, it's interesting because New York City is the city that never sleeps. You know, that's how it's, it's touted, right? And it's constantly on go. And if I were to let myself get swept up in that momentum of never sleeping, keep going, keep going, keep working, keep it, then I certainly would not be healthy. Um, it's, it's hard to be healthy when you don't give yourself time to rest and rejuvenate. And that's part of, of creating a blissful life and a peaceful life is Really letting yourself take a walk in the park, you know, not rushing all over the place all the time and resting and resting. Like even though the city never sleeps and the lights are always on, in my apartment, the lights go off at 10.30 p.m., right? They go off, yes, and I'm in the bed and I'm getting ready to snuggle up and go into the place where the dreams live. (laughs) I love it. So you have come to being a healthy expert in an interesting way. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Yeah, you know, I got to become a a healthy expert from being very unhealthy. Uh, The life that I live today was not the life that I was living about 20 years ago. I was um, diagnosed with a thyroid condition, and I had a goiter, and, you know, I was told it was incurable, and, um, uh, you know, the hyperthyroid and the autoimmune condition that I had was, was supposedly incurable, and, uh, and I said, you know what, I said to the doctor, I said, listen, I'm, my diet, my lifestyle is total crap, and I know it, I know it, I'm not in denial about the situation mm-hmm. of this junk food, fast food, you know, dieting mentality that I have, I said, I think I need to change my, my ways, and the doctor said, listen, your diet has nothing to do with your thyroid, and I said, well, before I commit to destroying my thyroid with radioactive iodine and then being on medication for the rest of my life, let me change my diet and my lifestyle and see what happens, and I did. I radically transformed my diet and my lifestyle, and and when I say transformed, I mean improved, you know, it's not like I started eating like just sprouts, 
you know, or something like right. that. I started eating real food, wholesome food. I started to relax more. I got off all the caffeine and the stimulants, and, you know, it's, it's basically like crack, that caffeine and stimulants all day long. And my body started changing. And within four months, my thyroid levels had gone from dangerously high to high but getting closer to normal. And I went back for another blood test, and the doctor said, listen, your thyroid levels are changing, but it's still not normal. You have to take this medication. And I said, doc, I said, I'm feeling better than I have in years. I'm sleeping better. I'm going to the bathroom on a daily basis. I feel much more calm on the inside. I said, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. And I did. For a period of two years, I continued to eat well and take care of myself and, you know, relax and meditate and do all the things that really make a a wholesome and supportive lifestyle. And my thyroid became completely normal. My goiter, this was over 20 years ago, my goiter never came back. I I haven't had to diet in 20 years. My, My health is fantastic. I feel great. You know, people tell me that I look great. My husband still likes me, so, you know, my life is good. It's it's really a testament to what happens when we really focus on ourselves and say, you know what, here I am on the planet in this body that the universe gave me. Let me take care of it. So you have taken what you learned over the 20 years and integrated that into some programs for um, that you share with others and that you've written about. Tell us more about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, like when you heal yourself from a condition, you want to literally shout it from the rooftops. So that's what I've been doing probably since 1999. I've been shouting it from the rooftops that, you know, come on, people. You know, you could take care of yourself. You could wake up in the morning feeling bright and chipper and cheery-eyed. And, of course, there's going to be down days. But, come on, we could do this. So it's, my programs are, you know, they're designed to help people get healthy. I have an online thyroid program. I've had... So many students come into the program telling me, oh, you know, I, I, I haven't been feeling good for 40 years. And within four months, they really start to feel better because it's not an overnight process. You know, like one of the things that I really encourage my students is that healing doesn't happen overnight. You know, it may have taken 20 years to get where you are. So you have to be very patient, be very calm, and just keep moving forward every day, doing the best that you can. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice. It's really nice. I love my work. I, I love sharing information with people about how they could be here on the planet in a healthy way and not be, you know, waking up every day really dragging through the day, you know, or with no desire to really be here because they're not feeling well in their body. You, like, I'm a firm believer that the human body is perfectly designed. You know, the universe created the earth and the moon and the sun and the stars and the butterflies and the foxes and every creature on the planet. Perfect, right? We're no less yes. perfect than every other creature and every other thing here in this world. So when we give the body what it needs, and, and when I say body, I mean like physical body, emotional body, spiritual body. When we give it what it needs, when we feed it properly, it really shows up for us in amazing ways. So what's your personal routine that you can share with us? Well, it's a good one. (laughs) Okay, we're listening. Yeah. (laughs) The first thing that I do in the morning is when my eyes open, the first thing that I do is I'm grateful. Like, Like I said before, eyes pop open and I'm like, thank you for my life today. And then the second thing that I do I'll drink a glass of water. Water is my first meal of the day, and there's a reason for that. 
When you're okay. sleeping at night, your body goes through a rejuvenation and a detoxification process. It's natural. It's normal. So in the morning, you want to literally flush your system. So it's one of the reasons why we get up in the morning generally and we go to the bathroom. Your body is releasing the waste from the day before, the stuff that it's not going to use. It's getting rid of stuff. So I assist my body. You know, I don't wake up and say, okay, body, get to work, keep doing I assist my body with that natural cleansing process of just a glass of water. And then after I have my glass of water, sometimes I'll do some journaling. Um, I, I love journaling in the morning and just getting rid of, as my physical body is getting rid of waste, my mind also has to get rid of waste. All the crap that happened maybe the day before, the week before, that I, maybe I didn't process it properly or it's still lingering, I just journal it out. You know, I'm angry or I'm sad or, you know, this happened or i got to create a new recipe today, right? I just start to get it all out and out of my head so that when I sit in meditation and I meditate on a daily basis, so that when I sit in meditation, there's, there's more clarity. I'm clear. I don't have all of that clutter already in my brain. I already spit it out onto the little morning journal page, <laughs> right? So okay. I'll either, yeah, I'll, I'll stretch. Also in the morning, I do some form of uh, qigong or Chinese meridian stretches or yoga. I'll do about a 15 to 20-minute practice in the morning. You know, like um, for those of you that have pets, if you ever watch when your your pet wakes up in the morning, the cat or the dog, they stretch. Even the bird yeah. right, will stretch yeah. out the legs or stretch the wings. So I, I stretch my body as well because I want to get my systems moving. Um, you know, I really want to get my meridians, my organs, my processes all flowing and going. It just makes for a, a nicer day. And then I start my day. <laughs> Right after that, then I go to work. But the first, my first hour, hour and a half in the morning is all about Andrea. It's all about what can I do to really clean up and clear out Andrea and her space so that she's fresh and new to start the day. When you have made this such a priority, you're, this is the first thing you think of when you open your eyes in the morning. Do you have a similar kind of routine as you go through the day to check back in and see how you're managing well, yeah, every day, like I schedule, um, I've been self-employed now for almost 20 years. So every day I schedule a walk. It doesn't matter, like if there's a foot of snow outside, it could be the hottest day, it could be 97 degrees in the summertime, or it could be 4 degrees in the wintertime. I schedule a walk. And because I really feel that in our modern way of living, we've disconnected ourselves from the natural environment. We've enclosed ourselves in houses and office buildings and all that stuff, but we really do need to connect to nature in order to have our body functioning in a healthy way because we're, we're part of this planetary system. We're just a smaller piece of the system, but we're part of it. So every day I take a walk. So like, for example, today um, I'm meeting some friends for lunch at 1230. So as soon as we finish this call, I'm walking across Central Park which is uh, it's probably like a mile and a half to get to the other side uh, where I have to go to meet them for lunch. But I'm scheduling it in that my daily walk is before I go to meet my friends for lunch, that I'm, I'm taking a walk through the park just to chill out, just to connect to nature, to the trees, to the birds, to the other creatures that are around, and to the, the plants. You know, we're surrounded by all these amazing plants, and we simply can't live without them. Like, for example, trees. You know, like we breathe out carbon, the trees take in the carbon and give us oxygen. There's a symbiotic relationship. So anyone that tells me that they're exhausted and they're tired and they, they don't have energy, I always tell them to get out around trees 
because when they're surrounded by trees, they're literally getting the oxygen that they need. It's, it's a beautiful relationship, you know, like plant life. It's here for us, right? So use it. Um, so that's, that's part of my routine during the day is to actually get out and take a walk. Well, and those sorts of basic, fundamental self-care strategies are not always thought of, especially for somebody living in such a busy place like you. To think of you getting outside every day is not what I usually think of as a New Yorker. I know. <laughs> because it's such a busy city. You know, it's such a busy yeah. city. But there are beautiful spaces in every city around the world. There's parks, there's ponds, there's trees. We just have to find them. So this is part of your health care routine. Is there more about diet and exercise you can speak to? Yeah, you know, like um, I, I don't believe in dieting. I did for a very long time. My entire first half of my life was spent dieting and trying to lose weight and trying and really um, taking away food from my physical body, you know, like denying myself food that I actually really needed, you know, and, and I'm not talking about like Snickers bars, right, and, and right. whoopie pies. You know, my body was craving sugar and sweets and caffeine because it was lacking energy. So I do recommend that people get to a more wholesome and a more natural diet so that their body gets what it needs on a physical level. You know, everything that we eat becomes our cells, and our cells feed all of our organs. You know, like our, our cells become our blood, and our blood is food for all of our organs. So if you're giving your body food that is deficient, right? So, like, let's look at the, the dieting industry. Everything is non-fat, low-fat, chemical, right? If you're giving mm -hmm. your body that type of stuff, that's what is making your blood, and that's what's feeding the organ systems. So I don't recommend dieting. I do recommend eating wholesome food and eating it in a relaxed manner because you could be eating the best food in the world, but if you're standing up and eating it or walking around and eating it or stressed out or eating it in the car, you're really not going to be absorbing it because when you're in a state of stress, your body, you go on to a sympathetic nervous system, which is, you know, fight or flight. You actually need to be in parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest, state of being in order to actually absorb that food on a very deep level. So one of the things that human beings used to do is we used to have rituals around eating food. We would sit. Okay. We would sit with our family. We would hold hands maybe. We would, some people would say a prayer. Some people would say, thank you for this food. Thank you for the chef. Right? They'd get their body ready for the act of eating. But today, if you look around, we're driving through the drive-thru and getting food. We're walking down the street and getting food. We're sitting at our desks, at our computers and eating food. All of this, we're, we're really not relaxed. We're not relaxed. We're not getting ready for this sacred ritual, which is taking food that's going to create your body and really connecting with it. So um, I don't know if I answered your question or if I just went off on, on a tangent. No, but I, I, hope I, I, got love what, I love what you said about how what we put in our bodies becomes our bodies, and that's a concept that maybe most of us don't even consider. We think of it as fuel as passing through, but not that it actually creates what our bodies are. That's correct. That's correct that. because we're, so, we're disconnected. You yes. know, we've disconnected from the process of food and eating, and, and the food literally becomes us. You remember there's an old adage, and everybody's grandma used to say it. They'd say, you are what you eat, you know, and it's so true. Yes. We, we literally are what we eat. Yes, now that you said that, I forgot that that was one of our little um, sayings in the past. Yes. So you have some very um, 
basic simplistic ideas, but for most of us, it's very hard to translate that into everyday practice. And you do some coaching around this. So what do you hear from your clients as their stumbling blocks and their um, beliefs about this that makes it difficult for them? Well, there's a lot, actually. You know, like I hear from people all the time that they don't have time. I don't have time to cook for myself. I don't have time to take a walk. I don't have time to take care of myself. And I am a firm believer that you actually have to put yourself into your schedule. If you don't put yourself into your schedule, you're going to lose out, right? You'll miss out. Oh, I lost out on me again. (laughs) I lost out on taking care Mm -hmm. of me. So they actually have to get a calendar and schedule in what their self-care routine is going to be. Are they going to take a walk? You know, a daily walk. Are they going to let's try let's try a walk three times per week. Let's start slow. Um, maybe they will cook a meal, right? Cook one meal on a Sunday. Make a very large portion of food and then put it into Tupperware so that they have food on Tuesday and Wednesday and Monday, um, so that they're not always in the kitchen cooking. But definitely, you know, like we don't think about all the time that we waste watching reality television. So, so many cooking shows out there, and I was on one of them, right? Bravo's Top Chef. Yes. So, so many yes. people are spending an hour or even more. You know, an hour is the minimum. I mean, most people are spending three hours on the, watching reality television, right? So, that same amount of time watching other people's reality, they're missing out on their own reality, which is I could have made a meal in my own kitchen, um, Yes. You know, and I don't want people to feel bad about it. I just want them to allot their time. Look at their time differently and say, okay, yeah, I do spend two hours on the TV on this night. Maybe I could do a little bit of cooking. Maybe instead of watching the cooking shows, I can actually get into my kitchen and, and have my own little cooking show. You know, and I know that a lot of people are tired. And one of the reasons why they're tired is because they're not taking care of themselves. And they're just like grinding and grinding and grinding away. And I don't think that that's a healthy way to be. So we really have to put ourselves into our schedule. When am I going to cook for myself? Can I take a walk? Um, Where can I stretch in the morning? And, you know, I told you that I do a 15-minute stretch in the morning. 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, right? I'm not not going off to the gym and doing an entire class. I'm doing a daily stretch 15 minutes in the morning. Sometimes it's only five minutes, you know, but it's done because I know that this is imperative to my survival on this planet. And when I say survival, I don't mean like scraping and crawling. I mean the ability to really thrive while I'm here. You know, you've excited me, just the tone of your voice, just the things you're saying. None of this seems impossible for any of us to do. I I know, and they're so simple. They're such simple things. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) How do you get your inspiration? What keeps you um, going every day? Well, there's a couple of things that keep me going. The first is I really love feeling well. Um, You know, and there are times when I don't feel well. Like, if you know, I get a little flu or a cold or something, and it comes in, I'm like, ah, crap, (laughs) right? But then I have extra self-care that comes into play. But I really like feeling well. I I like feeling good. I like not having aches and pains throughout my body. I like sharing knowledge with people. I like learning knowledge. So I will continually take classes. Like, you know, I've been doing this now for 20 years. I still take classes because this stuff makes me excited. Natural healing, alternative therapies, you know, herbal medicine, all of this natural old stuff, right, stuff that's been around for thousands of years that we've kind of um, 
lost sight of uh, for whatever reason, monetary gain, I, I don't know. But, you know, that, that old knowledge really excites me. So I love to learn it, and I love to take it to the masses and share it. So things that inspire me are actually getting into the learning process when I learn something new. So when you look at when they say to help stave off Alzheimer's, learn something new, continue to learn something new. So, you know, we know that if you actually use the brain in a specific way and you, you create new neural pathways by doing something new, we should all be doing something new. Can you imagine if we're doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again? We get stuck in a crag. So the things that inspire me are learning new things, even if it's old. And when I say new, I mean old. I love, I love traditional old ancient wisdom, you know, like the wisdom of the sages, the, you know, Lao Tzu, and, and I love the philosophers. I love all of that stuff. It's really, it's great food for my mind and my soul. So you've been writing some books, and I think you have another one coming soon? Yes, yes, I have, uh, I have three books. I have another one coming out. This one's called Healthy Happy Thyroid, um, and it, it's, um, it's fantastic. I, I love it. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it because I, I hear so often from people, they say, I, you know, this doctor says I'm going to be on medication for the rest of my life. I don't feel good. I've been taking the meds. You know, like they're, they're trying to do things through the modern, and I'm not saying that the modern system is bad. It's not. It's, it's essential. You know, if, if you get hit by a car, you absolutely take yourself to the hospital and you go and get, you know, stitched up and put back together. But as far as self-care and healing the body on a deep level, this book covers, and it comes from the thyroid because um, that's a lot of my, my client base are all thyroid-related because that's how I got started in the business. So, you know, like healing my own condition was, has been a great right. journey for me. So this book is all of a compilation of all the stuff I've learned over the past 20 years about healing the thyroid, and it's specific to thyroid. Um, I mean, you could pick it up if you just want knowledge, but eventually I'll be coming out with another book which is, is not related to thyroid, but just overall health and well-being. Um, so this book covers the physical, uh, the food, the environment. It also covers the emotional connection to thyroid conditions, and it covers the spiritual connection. And, uh, and it's pretty in-depth and very easy to read. Like, I don't make things hard for people because I actually want them to do it. <laughs> right? okay. the, the easier it is, I know that they'll be more likely to take the information and use it. Well, you talked a little bit about spirituality, too, and I usually don't hear that from a health coach or from a chef. Oh, that's funny. Yes, of course. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I forget who said it. Uh, we are not um, human. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings right. having a human experience. Right, I forget yeah. who said it. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, like I feel that my whole journey is, is in spirit. I'm here in a physical body. And the physical body, I'm absolutely taking care of so I could make my journey more comfortable here, right? The more healthy my physical body is, the more my spirit gets to experience this thing called earth, right? This human experience that we're all here on the planet. And, and for me, it's all about spirit. I couldn't, I couldn't move any part of my body without spirit. You know, like um, uh, it's – if you – if someone gets into an accident, right, and they get into a coma and they're knocked unconscious, they still have, the physical body is still there, but the spirit is uh, whatever happened disconnected. The spirit has been disconnected from the physical body, right? So there, there's no movement. 
So when I look at myself and hear his movements, I know that I am, I am infused with spirit. You know, like um, uh, it's, it's in, the movement of my finger. I think, oh, it's my mind moving my, fear, my finger, but it's really not. It's, but what's behind my mind? What's moving this Andrea Beeman person through this experience here? What's getting me up out of the bed? It's the spirits getting me up out of the bed. And I don't mean it in, um, in a religious way. I mean it right. in, in the, the ancient way that there is a physical body, an emotional body, and a spiritual body. And when these become aligned, you're really having an experience. You're really having your human experience here on the planet. Are you really describing self-care as a spiritual experience for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about anything that you have coming up or direct our listeners to your website for some further information? Oh, we will sure. also have a link. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, my website is www.andreabeeman.com. And as soon as you hop onto the website, you have the option to sign up for the newsletter. And the newsletter is free information that you get delivered to your inbox every month, once per month. And it's recipes and blogs and upcoming events and online classes and discounts that they get. Because anybody who's on my newsletter list always gets a discount of, on any of the upcoming events. You know, and whatever, you know, like if you just want a, a good recipe, you could get some recipes on my website. If you want to learn about food. Yeah, totally. And there's health coaching stuff on. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's DVDs, there's books, there's programs, you know, and it's it, and I don't I don't teach in a way that's like beating people over the head like eat this or you're going to die, <laughs> right? right. It's, it's more like eat this because it tastes good and it's good for you. You know, it'll nourish you on on very deep level. Um and you know, it's interesting you said before you said, you know, you you're a chef. I've never heard a chef Talk about spirit. But every time that I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking, I know that the energy, like we're all energy. Yeah, Albert Einstein said, you know, everything is energy. It just changes form. So here I am in this energy, having this energy experience. And when I'm cooking the food and when I'm chopping the food, I'm actually infusing my energy into the food. So if I'm cooking in a state of grace, thankfulness, um, love, then that energy is being infused into the food, and you can taste it. And I'll give you a great example. When I was growing up, you know, you have uh, grandmas that used to cook, right? Nowadays, right. there's lots of people that don't cook, but grandmas used to cook. And you'd wake up and one day not feeling good, and you have a cold or a flu or something like that, and grandma would get in the kitchen, and she would make a soup, and she would make a chicken soup or something like that. And that soup was infused with her energy that I want to take care of my child and my grandchild, and it could have been your mom or, who, or your dad, whoever was in the kitchen. And that love that is put into the food is more nourishing than anything that you can imagine. There's a reason why when you get sick and you open up a can of soup, same chicken soup, right? you open up a can of chicken mm-hmm. soup, or you, you sit with a, a bowl of soup that was infused with all of the energy of the person that made it, it has a much more healing effect on the body. And I remember getting sick as a child and getting better within like 24 to 48 hours. Whereas now when people get sick and they're just eating like run-of-the-mill, I'm going to say slop, right, stuff that's just thrown Uh together without any care, they stay sick for a longer period of time. You can have a cold for two weeks or three weeks. It never actually resolves. The lungs get congested. Why? What's missing? The ingredient that's missing is spirit, love, energy. All of that stuff is missing. I love it. 
Yeah, it Beautiful. comes with home-cooked food. <laughs> it does come with home-cooked food. We need to do more of that is what you're saying, taking care of ourselves yes. in the most basic, basic, simple ways, the ones that we know really, truly work. Yes. So yes, and they're not hard. Kind of they, they are not hard, and you're absolutely right. You've kind of energized me here today, and I'm sure our listeners, too, are feeling that excitement that you're proposing for these simple little changes. So as we're kind of closing up today, do you have any one, like, number one self-care strategy on your list that you can share? Yes, yes. And it's, um, I learned it many, many years ago when I first started healing myself. I picked up a book by Louise Hay. It was called You Can Heal Your Life. And in yeah. that book, she recommended that you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, I love you. And I remember looking in the mirror when, and when I was doing this exercise and I'd be like, I love you, but I couldn't actually look at myself. You know, it was, it was hard. I was like, this is ridiculous. Why on earth? Why would I do this? But she was actually right because unless you really love yourself on a deep level, you won't have the desire to take care of yourself. So, like, when we love someone, we're like, of course I'm going to take care of them. I'll do everything that I can for this person. I love them. So what I want to leave your listeners with and with the people who are going to be moving on with you is that, it's imperative that you get into that space of, yes, I totally love me. I love this person that I am. I love all of the things that I think maybe are flaws or maybe I'm overweight or maybe I, I got a pimple. Who knows what it is why we, we choose not to love ourselves. But get into that space of, I love me. I'm going to take care of myself to the best of my ability. Because I think it was the Buddha that said, um, and it was Sharon Salzberg who was quoting the Buddha, and, and she said, you yourself deserve as much love as anyone in the entire universe. So keep that in mind. Look in the mirror and say, yes, I totally love me exactly as I am right now. And let that be your starting point. Thank you, Andrea. That was lovely. It was oh, lovely to have you on the call today. I appreciate all your good information. And listeners, please check out Andrea's website at andreabeeman.com for more information and helpful hints and recipes and links to her books and all the other kind of good stuff. And there will be a link on the website also. Thank you, Andrea. Have a great day. Oh, thank you, Robin. Carry on. <laughs> 